0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Help for HD Live. Help for HD Live is brought to you by Help for HD International and made possible by our sponsors at uh, the Griffin Foundation and an education grant from Keva Pharmaceuticals. I'm your host Katie Jackson, and today I am super excited to interview again Shelby. Let's Shelby is Miss Central Michigan. She is beautiful and uh, inside and out as well as um she's an amazing singer and uh, anyone who has her on Facebook um, you can go and you can see some of these uh, live performance of her. Of her, she's absolutely amazing. She recently has participated in the W O T V Idol competition. She is also an amazing advocate for HD. Shelby, we are so excited to have you on the show again. And um, let's jump in and just kind of remind us and re- refresh our listeners who haven't didn't hear the last interview about how HD mm-hmm. impacts your life.
0: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on again. If I remember correctly, I think it's been, I think it's been over a year, so I'm very excited to be back on. Um, but my story with HD began about three years ago, and my grandfather was the first to be officially diagnosed. After his diagnosis three years ago, we came to realize that his mother, um, who passed away, was what we thought was schizophrenia. Actually, she was the one who initiated um, the HD for us. So he tested positive, and then my father tested a year after that, so two years ago in the summer. And after he tested positive, my younger sister, who's currently 12, also got her test results back, and she'd been symptomatic probably from the time she was maybe like four or five, and she's 12 now. And sure enough, she had JHD as well. And so I was going to school out of state at the time in Nashville, Tennessee, and um, it was a... Tough pill to swallow, and I am a firm believer that testing is a very personal decision. But for me, I knew that the way I work and I'm wired, if I didn't know, I would stress and worry. And I was either going to relieve that worry and just focus on my family members, or I was going to find out that I needed to be proactive and taking place in clinical trials and doing all that I could with HD. So I decided to start the testing process. In um, summer of 2016, and I finished it when I came home from school in summer of 2017, so it was a year long process for me. And although I'm currently not symptomatic, I was diagnosed positive with a um, number repeat of 49, so I'm higher than my dad and my grandfather's, but not as high as my sister, who has DHD, of course. But so here we are, you know, three years after my grandfather was diagnosed, and it's just crazy how. Everything's kind of coming full circle, and I'm trying to be, find silver linings in the worst of a situation.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that's so interesting. I, I this is the first time I've heard your your CAG. It's actually the same as my husband's, um, and um, he is. Uh, it, you guys are you guys are uh, very young, but you don't have the JHD like your you know like your sister. That always is you know as you know a huge mission of ours. Um, is the the um, the JHD mission? I just don't have enough support. So um, I want to talk mm-hmm. about, a little bit about your nonprofit, and then kind of maybe if you guys are thinking about doing JHD or anything, because I think that's an area that is just so unsupported. Um, and as you know, mm-hmm. because you actually live it with it in your family. So um, you recently started a new nonprofit, which is really exciting. So let's talk about yeah. maybe your nonprofit and what your mission is. Yeah. So i I have a very strong faith,
0: and I think that that grew even stronger uh, throughout many trials in my life, but specifically after you know the last few years with dealing with Huntington's. And I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. So the reason I say this is because when I was living in Nashville and going to school there, I was um, you know going to school and working, but I was also writing and in the studio recording. So I got together with a friend of mine in Nashville, and we co-wrote a song before I even knew about the HD. I think my grandfather might have been diagnosed at this point, but I still was very unfamiliar with what it was and what exactly it meant or that it was genetic. So um, I was doing a song write, co-write with her, and I love, love, love Sylvester Stallone and his Rocky Balboa movies, and I know that his um, second Creed movie <laughs> comes out next month, so I'm super excited. But anyway, my mom introduced those movies to me years ago. And they're a set of movies where every time I get done watching them, I feel empowered. I feel just like I can take on the world and nothing can stop me. So I wanted a song that really resembled that emotion that I get when I watch a Rocky Balboa movie together. And we wrote a song called Champion, just inspired by all the incredible things that Sylvester Stallone has written into the character of Rocky Balboa. And so I wrote it, I recorded it, and I released it. Um, about a year and a half, two years ago. And after I'd wrote it in 2016, I came home that summer and that was when I found out that my dad and sister were going through the testing process and then they sure enough got diagnosed positive and then myself as well. And it was one of those things where when I wrote the song, I was writing it more so for other people than myself. But then I realized that this song kind of was a God-sent signal that um, it was going to be used for much greater things and even for my own strength when I didn't know I would need it. So it's called Champion, and I I love it full-heartedly. And uh, after I put it on my album and I released that, I've been using those sales and proceeds to go back into HD from that CD. And so I was out singing and talking about HD just because after I got diagnosed, I, again, was a firm believer that... If God gave me this trial, that it meant that I was supposed to be a voice and a face and just, you know, use the platform that I have to be a voice for Huntington's. And so I was, oh, and I also compete in the Miss America organization. So I go out and talk about Huntington's all the time as a title holder. I'm going back to Miss Michigan in June. So between my music and my um, work in Miss America, I'm always talking about Huntington's. So it was actually um, a family friend who I sing at his bar all the time in Michigan. And he said, you should start your own nonprofit. And I said, why? Like, I don't really know why I would do that. Or what does that entail? And I, so I, I was curious and we would meet and talk. And he just said, you know, you're already doing the music and the pageants and every time you go out, you're talking about HD and you're going to events. Have you thought about just taking it the next, and then really being in control of, you know, what you want to do with HD and and your story and your music. And so I really credit him for putting that bug in my head because otherwise I wouldn't have ever thought of it. So just because of the circumstances and that song, I really couldn't think of a better name than Champions for HD. So I officially became a legal nonprofit as of, I think it was April or May of this year. And I've just been working, as you know, (laughs) tirelessly to try and really build this thing from the ground up and it's it's a full-time job that I don't really think gets enough credit when you're working behind the scenes (laughs) but I'm grateful that I I have this ability even though it's a lot of work because it it goes back towards you know this fight that we all have against HD so I'm grateful for it.
1: Well congratulations (laughs) that's so exciting and yeah and you are amazing. I watch you all the time, and um I think you're just you're this beautiful girl that has this amazing voice and so much talent. Oh. you're such a strong advocate. so I think it's just so fitting that you did this and I'm so excited um, thank you and then um so tell us how people can get uh, involved with you
0: so yeah actually i <laughs> i i'm I'm the coordinator of everything at this point, um but I created our website so We have donation links on every page. I have pages describing what exactly I've done myself with HD and what we plan to continue to do once I get more money uh, donations in. And so at my benefit, I'm actually um, going to be donating some money. I'm not going to say where to because the – Uh, organization I'm donating to, it does not know that yet, and it's going to be a surprise, but I'm very excited we're going to write our first big check to someone who really deserves it. But my goal with my nonprofit is I've seen with my family especially not only the need for a cure, because obviously that's what we all want, so research is a huge thing that I want to help contribute to, especially with local research that I'm aware of, but I also know that my dad just now got approved for disability and he applied Mm -hmm. two and a half years ago, but he kept getting an eye because they, they said he wasn't sick enough. And because HD isn't really known that well in the legal system, they weren't really understanding how significant it was. I mean, when he applied almost three years ago, the doctors had told him that he had a brain processing speed of 4%. So 96% of people can process at a much faster rate than he can and things like that. But it's just another one of those stigmas where if they can't see it, they don't really believe it. So two and a half years later, he finally got approved. But then Mm. I also have my (laughs) younger sister who's in the hospital a lot and you know, bills just start to add up, especially when you don't have um, employment or disability. So I really want to try and be an advocate for people who are struggling, like my family, and be able to to give them that relief and tell them that I understand where they're coming from and that we have the funds to make sure that they don't have to worry about paying that next bill or making sure that food gets on their kids' plates. So I'm really excited for what
1: the future could hold with, what my mission is yeah and i love that you know i think there's lots of people out there raising for research and i know research is so important but we have families that are navigating right now through hd we need to help mm-hmm. our families we all know we live in hd families both of us and we know how hard it is we know yeah. the financial and, and emotional and physical devastation that it takes on families and if there's ways we can help people like i think that's fantastic yeah. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to forward you for some reason the studio is being weird on me and it's trying to kick us out. So if it does kick us out, we can call back in. I know. I never have had this glitch before, but it just came up to me. So I apologize to all of our listeners. We're going to try to get through, but if we get cut off, Shelby and I will come back. You just have to give us about five minutes to be able to come back, but we will come back and Shelby, you (laughs) can just call back in. Um, I apologize. Um, but we will come back. Uh, Yeah, I know. Oh my goodness. So let's talk about the, um, let's talk about the benefit concert that you will be uh, putting on because that's super exciting. So let's talk about that.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm so excited and I've never understood until now what it is like to be an event management in an event management position until (laughs) doing this event because it is another full-time job. Um, but, and actually the funny thing is when I transferred back home because of the HD from my dream school in Nashville, back here at home, my new, um, major is public relations and my minor is event management. So this is definitely, um, getting my feet wet and trying to apply the skills that I've learned from that. But I grew up in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I went to school at Plainwell High School in Michigan. So I have been working with their administration and I'm so blessed that they, really loved my mission and what I was doing. And so they allowed me to use their auditorium for very minimal. And so we're going to be there, which will be great to be back in one of my hometowns. And ironically enough, I didn't intend on this to happen, but I'm going to have three different acts, including myself, all from Michigan, all that ended up going to Belmont University. So, Our first act, her name's Lexi Adams, and she is also a Plainwell graduate and went to Belmont. She was part of the reason that I ended up going to Belmont. Um, And she is now back home, but she writes and records in Nashville and plays there and here. So super excited to have her. She's such a talent. And then my second act, their name is Damsel in Distress, and they're a band that formed at Belmont University. They're actually a couple, which is really cute. And um, I, the front runner, the woman who's the lead singer, I used to compete in pageants with her before we went to Belmont. And then um, she met her boyfriend and started their band. And so she's also a Michigan native. I think she's from Grand Rapids. So another great talent that I'm so excited to have. And then myself, I'll be the final act. So I'm going to be performing my original music that I wrote in Nashville, as well as some covers and, of course, Champion. <laughs> um, I'll probably do awesome. that one. So, yeah, that's going to be on hey,
1: November 3rd, which is coming soon. That's so – you know, Shelby, I'm going to pull us off and have you call back in in three minutes because I okay. want to make sure our, we know exactly how to get tickets to this concert and we want to be able to know how to yeah. get involved. So I'm just going to pull us out real quick and pull us back in so if you call back okay. in, in five minutes. Listeners, if you just give us five minutes, same link, we'll be back on. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. Thanks, Shelby. We'll talk to you in two minutes oh, – or no, five minutes.